thank you because there is so much we know that you could be doing tonight, uh, but thank God for those who have a heart uh, to tune in and to receive the word of the Lord. We are living in an hour now where there is a famine in the land, and it is not just for meat and drink, but for the word of the Lord. Uh, the grass withereth and the flowers thereof will fade, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. And those who stand on the word of the Lord stand on a sure foundation. We thank God for all of you and want you to know that we've been praying for you. We are believing that the best of God would continue uh, to take root in your lives and that it would flourish in a major way, that you would know the will of God for your lives, that you will be empowered uh, with God's Holy Spirit to walk out his divine purpose uh, as he has revealed it to you. And so we thank God again for all of you, and we are just so uh, delighted that you are joining us. I would like to uh, take a moment tonight and uh, send out special prayers for the bereaved families everywhere. Uh, we want uh, the God of comfort and strength to visit with uh, those who are going through uh, a family loss. Uh, we believe that God will be in this moment everything that you need, and we will be lifting you up. Uh, I want to uh, send out special condolences to our sister Shelley Henderson, uh, who lost uh, her father. And we want to be lifting her up that God would be strength and peace for her in this hour. Uh, we want you to know, uh, Sister Henderson, we love you, we're praying for you, and we're believing that the Lord is certainly going to do as he has always done. He's going to carry you through this moment. Thank God again for all of you. I would like to extend uh, a happy anniversary uh, to my wife. We will be uh, celebrating or we are celebrating our 20 uh, first year of marriage. We thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Bless him for his kindness. He has been, I'm telling you, great in our lives. And I just want to uh, send out a special happy anniversary to my wife, Lady Melicia Royal. Tonight as we come, I want to share the word of the Lord with you, and I want to do it uh, coming from the 8th chapter of the book of Romans. Romans 8 is uh, a very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to uh, focus on some verses that I believe are powerful verses for us, especially in this hour. Uh, so much is going on that we must continue to remind ourselves uh, of, of, of the report of the Lord. Uh, I'm telling you, when, uh, when the enemy uh, seeks to come against your life, it is the report of the Lord that you've got to hold on to. And I don't care what opposing things are said by the enemy or anybody else for that matter. I want you to know that the word of the Lord is a sure word and uh, those who stand on it will prosper thereby. So I want to look here at Romans chapter 8, and I want to um, begin reading at verse uh, 28, and we will just uh, read a few verses, uh, um, uh, verses 28 through 31. 
Gracious God, we thank you and praise you for this moment in time and we bless you uh, for the privilege of being able to come to this place and share your word with your people. I ask that you would give me uh, the strength and wisdom to be able to stand and to boldly declare the truths of your word as you have so intended them. Thank you for every listening ear. Let this word fall on good ground that it may take root and do every hearer good. You said that one would plan and another would water but it is you God uh, who gives the increase and we thank you for speaking such a word through the Apostle Paul so that we uh, can know that it is you who gives us the increase and so we thank you and we praise you tonight that seeds are going to be planted and seeds are going to be watered and increase is going to be given in the matchless name of Jesus amen I want to look here at uh, Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 28, uh, and it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then, or what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us. I want to um, I want to uh, send this message tonight to the people of God. I want you to know that God is for us. And that is the word tonight. God is for us. And then I want you um, to put in parentheses here because I want you to personalize this tonight. I want you to personalize this when you hear it, whatever that moment might be, and say, God is for me. God is for me. Uh, uh, God is for us, his people, uh, but God is for me. I am glad that I can wake up every morning knowing that God is for me. I'm glad that when I'm moving forth and things don't always uh, work out as I had planned, that I have this in my favor, that God is for me. Let me tell you you when God is for you that's one thing amen that you ought to rejoice about you ought to praise God that he is for you it ought to motivate you to go all out knowing that God is for you you ought to press to be the best that you can be while you're living in this life because God is for you how can you lose when God is for you you oh come on here how can your enemies ultimately prevail when God is for you the scriptures are true that God is for 
us. God is for his people. God is for his beloved. Everyone that God has saved, he wants you to know he is for you. God did not save you to be against you. God did not deliver you to be against you. You were not redeemed by the blood of Jesus for God to be against you. As a matter of fact, you've been saved. You've been redeemed. You've been delivered. And all of those are great indicators that God is for you. Tonight I want to share this Romans 8 scripture. Romans 8 is a powerful testimony uh, to the believer. It speaks to us concerning our faith and there's so many wonderful truths treasures I would call them that are found in the eighth chapter of the book of Romans and uh, you know Romans chapter 8 is one of those uh, uh, texts that you really uh, could could do multiple teachings and sermons because uh, uh, the, 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 the the content of this text is so meaty that, that that you could spend months teaching on Romans chapter 8 and the truths that are revealed therein but 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 tonight what I want to do is to shape this text uh, to say to you, the people of God, that he is for you. Uh, for, for you to be able to leave here as a child of God, leave this teaching, leave this experience, and say God is for me. Well, one of the uh, 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 passages that I love in the psalm is the 56th psalm uh, that says, this I know, God is for me. Oh, there's something here. I said, this I know. God is for me. The, the, the psalmist says there are some things, or should I say implies, that there are some things uh, of which I am not certain. But this I know. God is for me. Let me tell you something here. God is for you and you ought to know that with everything within you. God is for you and I don't care what comes or goes, you should never let anything strip that from you. God is for you. I love that, that the psalmist would say this I know, of this I am sure, of this I am convinced, of this I am persuaded that God is for me. Oh, come on here. Now, now I want you to grab that because I know that in the times in which we're living that the enemy works overtime trying to misrepresent God to his people. I need you to hear me by the spirit of the Lord. I said the enemy works overtime trying to misrepresent God to his people. Uh, misrepresenting what God said to his people. Misrepresenting uh, how God feels about his people. How God thinks concerning his people. You know what? It is the job of the enemy to try to make you think that God is against you. Oh, come on here. Because you know uh, the, the, the command of, of, of scripture 
scripture is that we draw nigh to God. When you draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. That when you when you come in close to God, God will not back up on you. When you come in close to God, God will get closer to you. But but the enemy wants you to think that God is against you. You know why? Because anytime you think that somebody's against you, you don't spend your time trying to get close to them. Come on here. When you think somebody's against you, it draws an automatic wedge. When you think that somebody is against you, you don't you don't do what is uh, uh you don't uh, uh, spend your energy trying to draw near. You want to get away from people that you don't think mean you good. You want to get away from those that you don't think are working in your favor. So that it is the job of the enemy to misrepresent God to his people. Oh, come on here. That's why you can't let the devil dictate to you who God is in your life. Come on, the devil is a liar. Oh, did you hear me here? The devil is a liar. And when you know God is for you, you'll see him not only be a liar, you'll see him for the loser that he is. The devil is a liar and a loser. God is for us. God is for his people. I love it because now that I know he's for me, I can draw close. I don't have to bow to the thoughts of the enemy or even into incorrect teachings because you know sometimes it's not the devil that misrepresents God. Sometimes it's it's people who misrepresent God. Some people think because they're mad, God is automatically mad. Some people get angry with you. They try to misrepresent it as if God is angry with you. But I'm glad that no matter how people feel about you, God never changes his mind about you. God has made up in his mind that he's going to love you because God is love. Come on here and I don't care whether they like you or not. God still loves you. I need you to get that here. Come on here. I said no matter what they do, God wants you to know he never stops loving you. Come on here. He is for you and I need you to hear that so that you don't give in to these wrong views of God. These uh, 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 views that misrepresent God. Come on, some people get up and they only uh, 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 cause God to appear that, that he's somebody that just goes off on his children. He's all, uh, uh, they, they misrepresent God as somebody who's out to hurt you, who's out to punish you, who's just out to get you. But let me tell you something. God is not out. Uh, God is not out to do you harm. God wants to to help your life. I said God is not wanting to harm you. God wants to help you. Come on here. That's why he's giving you his word. That's why he's giving you his spirit. That's why he's made so much available to you because God wants to bless your life. Now, I want to talk about this because uh, I want you to know that you must grasp that God is for you. You must be like the psalmist. You must be fully persuaded that God is for you. When life gets fierce, God is for you. Come on here. When the fires begin to rage, God is for you. And this is one thing that you should never forget. God is for you. 
So uh, you hold on to that in this hour. God is for you. God wants the best for all of his children. I need you to hear me by the spirit of God. He wants the best for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for your life. He is for you. God will fight for you. He is for you. God will cover you. He is for you. God remains your healer because he is for you. He is your provision because he is for you. Make no mistake about it tonight. Make no mistake about it whenever you hear this message. God is for you. So this is it here. God wants his children to know that he is for you. God wants to help you win and he wants to do you well. I need you to hear this here. I said God wants to help you win and he wants to do you well. Come on here. And God has proven throughout the course of your life time and time again that he is for you. When the enemy tried to kill us, us, it was God who covered us. Oh, come on here. You know the enemy tried to take you out so many times, but it was the Lord that preserved your life, and it is the evidence tonight that God is for you. Oh, come on here. What are you still doing here after all you've endured? You are the evidence that God is for you. With all of you, all that you have faced, why didn't it kill you? Because the Lord was for you. It was him that stood up for you. It was him that covered you. It was him that uh, guided you through that difficult season. It was him that was in the operating room. It was him, amen, that was there, amen, when you were in your closet and nobody knew how to get through to you. It was him when the covers were pulled over your head and depression was trying to take you under it was him and that come on here shows you that God is for you you are living proof come on here you are the evidence come on here God is for you if God were not for me, I would have been gone a long time ago. If God were not for me, the enemy would have prevailed by now. If God were not for me, out of all that I have faced, I would have faded along the way. God is for me. And so Romans chapter 8 shows me this thing. God is for me. See, you are God's beloved and God does not think negatively concerning his beloved. God does not uh, consider his love, uh, his beloved in a bad way. I need you to get this here. You are the beloved of God and he never thinks badly about you. God says you are my beloved this is why come on here I have given you what it takes to make it in this life because I love you come on here and that's why God speaks to us about obedience God wants us to obey him because he really wants to bless our lives. come on obedience to God will get you blessed come on here and consistent obedience to God will keep you blessed I need somebody to get that I said obedience to God will get you blessed. Consistent obedience to God will keep you blessed. Come
come on here and when you understand that that the that the, the the reason that God wants you to obey is because he wants you come on here to follow his plan and be blessed in this life come on here there is a blessing that is attached to your obedience come on here come on here the, the very very uh, uh, thought that God wants me to obey should say to me he is for me come on here he said if you keep my ways and keep my precept if you walk according to my statutes, if you uh, follow my commandments come on here if you do that then there is a blessing that will always follow your life come on here so, so obedience to God is about blessing your life you carry out the plan of God when you obey God come on here and then God can do what he has purposed to do in you and through you and for you when you obey him God is for us now I want to show you this theme here in Romans chapter 8 I want to show it to you in Romans chapter 8 that you are God's beloved come on here that obeying God will keep you walking in the divine blessing because God is for you and see the thing is this I am God's beloved and I want you to know he really wants to bless my life you are God's beloved and he really wants to bless your life God wants to bless your life and you can take that to the bank give God a shout of praise right there come on here and give him glory and honor right there so so in this hour of great trial and testing you've got to remember that God is for you and that no matter what is fighting you God is for you that no matter what has happened to you God is for you that no matter where you are hurting God is for you child of God you are not alone God is for you you are not in the fight by yourself God is for you oh come on here I don't know the hour that it's going to manifest but I know this somehow some way God is going to come through for his children he didn't bring you this far to leave you he didn't put you out here to let you fend for yourself I want you to know God is for you lift your hands and give him praise honor and glory right there you have heavenly help God is for you you have a steadfast hope God is for you you have access to a faithful father God is for you somebody give him praise right there I'm favored tonight because God is for me come on here God is for me. That's favor. That's real favor. So Romans 8 bears out that God is for me. This is, you know, just a powerful chapter. And I'm going to get to the text tonight, but let me just say a few things about Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, uh, as we're working up towards the text, I'm starting tonight in verse 28. But 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 I want to look here at, at, at Romans chapter 8, even in the beginning chapters, how it shows us that God is for us. Uh, Romans chapter 8 shows me that God is for me. Come on here, because it shows me a God who frees me from condemnation come on here God is for me and 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 then and, and, and one of the reasons I know that God is for me is that I am no longer under condemnation God 
God is for me and he has removed condemnation from my life. Oh, come on here. Uh, the text says there is therefore now no condemnation. Come on here. What, what are we talking about condemnation? We're talking about the judgment and the guilt that, that comes from sin and comes from your past living. That, that, that God has freed you from guilt and freed you from condemnation and freed you from the shame of your past. Come on here. The, the devil wants you to still live in shame. But once you hear this truth tonight, you ought to shake off shame and start shining for the Lord. Come on. God is for you. I said you ought to shake off shame and start shining for the Lord because God is for you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Come on here, that now that you belong to the Lord Jesus, you ought to have real joy. Jesus paid the price for your past. Come on here, and nobody can any longer hold it over your head. Come on here, I said Jesus has already paid the price for your past. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there. Come on here, we are free free from condemnation not only that we are also told that in Christ we have been given the Holy Spirit so not only uh, 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 has God freed me from condemnation uh, how do I know that God is for me he has freed me from condemnation but how else do I know that God is for me he has also given me his Holy Spirit Yes, what does that mean? It means that according to the scripture in Romans 8 and 9, that we now are given the spirit of God. That the minute that God has saved us, he also indwells us with his spirit. His spirit comes to take up residence in our lives. Come on here, and I need you to get this because God does not purchase a property which he does not or which he will not indwell. Come on here. Whenever God purchases property, whenever God purchases a house, whenever God purchases a body, he comes to live in it. Oh, come on here. I need somebody to get that. God does not purchase the house and then leave it empty. Come on here. When God purchases you, you become the temple of the Holy Ghost and God dwells in you and you are not your own. Come on here. So that's what I praise him for. God is for me. He has given me his spirit. Come on here. His spirit that delivers me from shame and brings me into new life. Come on here. What are you saying, preacher? I'm under new management. Oh, come on here. One time I was a captive to sin, but now I'm obedient to the spirit. Oh, come on here. I've got the Holy Ghost and he helps me to do the things that please God. Somebody give God a shoulder praise right there. So, so we told we are told that the Holy Spirit comes to effectively empower us, to give us victory, to give us new life in Christ. Come on here. So, so, so the blood of Jesus delivers us from our mess. Come on here, and then God gives us a new manager. Oh, come on here. I'm so glad. I'm no longer bound by the mess. I have been gifted with a new manager the Holy
Holy Ghost. Somebody give him praise right there. The Holy Ghost, we're told in Romans 8 and 9, that if you don't have him, you're none of his. Because everybody that God saves, he comes to live in. And then Romans 8 and 13 tells us about the spirit, that, that it is him, amen, that helps us and empowers us to live a kingdom life. Come on here, that it is through the spirit that we put to death the deeds of the old man that the spirit helps us and empowers us to live a life that glorifies Christ and this same spirit a Romans 8 and 14 says leads us in Romans 8 and 16 says this same spirit that leads us also adopts us and brings us into a relationship with God whereby we cry Abba Father Daddy God Papa God come on here y'all remember that from the other week that, that it's the spirit of God all of that comes to us out of Romans chapter 8 come on here that we have come on here the spirit of God and because we have the spirit of God that is evidence that God is for us this is amazing to me because uh, as we look at uh, those verses, we come to understand the importance of it. And then I'm told in Romans 8, 18 through 27, that the suffering, uh, that suffering will never be the final chapter of the saint. Come on here. And this is something I know God is for me because he always closes for me in a big way. Suffering will never be the final chapter of the saint. Come on here. It's not that you won't have to suffer that's not what the bible teaches come on if you're going to reign with him you must also suffer with him but i'm glad that the sufferings of this present moment are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us come on here i love this because after the suffering there is a coming glory oh come on here that the devil can't stop that this is what I love here about the spirit of God that suffering will never be the final chapter of the saints oh come on here and give God a shout of praise right there in the end we win somebody give him praise right there yes saints will suffer but the promise of God is to bring them out shining I know God is for me come on here because some of y'all already seen a manifestation of this you don't look like what you suffered you don't look like what you faced you don't look like what you've been through isn't it amazing how you have suffered at the extent you have and you walking around here shining people can't tell by your shine how much you had to suffer come on here and give God a shout of praise he didn't bring you out looking like what you had to live through somebody give him praise right there give him glory right there give him honor right there come on here because it shows you that through the spirit of God weaklings become warriors come on here we're not promised a life free from suffering but we are promised that God will bring us out shining somebody give him praise right there I don't care how gloomy it gets gloom must give way to glory somebody give him praise I said gloom must give way to glory but pastor's looking kind of gloomy right, right now 
that's the suffering part but the suffering must give way to the shining gloom must make way for glory somebody praise him right there somebody give him glory pain has got to make way for power and purpose come on because this is the promise of the living God there is a glory that shall be revealed in us come on here I'm giving praise that, that doesn't just mean I'm coming out into a glorious place I'm gonna wear glory I'm gonna look like glory I'm coming out shining I've been through the low place but God's gonna light me up with his glory somebody give him praise somebody give him glory somebody give him honor there is a glory that's going to be revealed in us come on here when they see you they can't help but say you look good come on here when they see you play the hand of God come on here is all on you the fingerprints of God come on here is all on you come on here and give him praise right there come on God says I am going to bring you into a brighter place you might be buffeted but I'm going to bring you out into a brighter place so what the devil thought would shatter you God is going to use it to shine through you the devil uh, 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 plotted to leave you shattered but God had already purposed to bring you out shining so so this is it I'm so glad that the, 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 the purpose of God is greater than the plot of the enemy but, but, but look at this here uh, then we get into the text here Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 verses 28 through 31 uh, uh, it is a powerful powerful truth revealed in these verses we talked about uh, 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 1 through 17 and then we talked about 18 through 27 as far as the verses are concerned but, but, but then we moved here to this, this, this verse here in Romans 28, 8, 28 through 31 Romans 8 and, 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 and uh, uh, 31 ask a question what shall we say to these things if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on here. When God is for us, no foe can win against us. When God is for us, no opposition can ultimately prevail against us why are you saying that pastor because some of y'all in situations where it looks like other things are winning come on but looks can be deceiving yeah. let me tell you something here we walk by faith and not by sight and the win goes to the people of God come on here the fight has already been fixed and you've been declared the winner. This is something here now. I need you to hear me by the spirit of God. He says of God before us, who can be against us? See, the people of God can only conclude after reading verses, uh, Romans 8 verses 28 through 30, that God is for us. 
And if God be for us, who can be uh, against us? Come on. See, see, when we know that God is for us, it ought to energize us spiritually. Come on here. When you know that God is for you, hallelujah, it, it ought to drive you to keep on standing. Come on here. If, if God is for you, nothing can ultimately win against you. See, the devil wants you ignorant on this point. Satan would try to use your circumstances to cause you to doubt your savior. He wants you to feel lonely like you have no one. The devil wants you to feel like nobody cares, like you are alone. But I'm telling you again, the devil is a lying loser. God is for us. And Romans 8 and 31 makes it clear that when God stands for you, uh, that, 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 that nobody can be able to stand against you. Oh, come on here. That, that, that when God is for you, everything else might as well go home. This is what I'm telling you. Many of you listening to me are battling so much. So much is coming up against you. So much is trying to discourage you. Seeking, uh, the enemy is seeking to level you and to reduce you. Uh, there's stuff that is coming to oppress you and depress you. There are challenges that are standing in your way. Things uh, that are rising up against you of every kind. Pains and griefs, heartbreaks and hurts, disappointments and loss. Come on here. Some of you have dealt with all kinds of things. And you know what? I'm familiar with this because I have dealt with my own blows and challenges. Come on here. But, but, but guess what? I want you to know God is for us. Come on here. Yes, your blows, amen, may be fierce. But I'm telling you, you are still favored. God is for you. Come on and give him praise, honor, and glory right there. In spite of your blows you are still blessed God is for you somebody give him praise right there the stuff you have gone through says unequivocally that God is for you God has caused us to go through when people thought we were going to go down come on see see you got to learn how to declare in this hour that God is for me Come on here. I'm going through it. I'm not going down because of it. God is for me. So, so this is it here. Uh, the, the, the proof in the text here. I started at 31, but let me come back up to 29 uh, through 30. Uh, there are more reasons that, that we know God is for us in Romans 8. Uh, I've given you a few already, but let me let me give you a few from Romans 8, 29 and 30. Uh, that, that, that God has foreknown us and predestined us to be conformed to the image of Christ. See, God foreknew us. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. God knew you before you knew you. Come on here. You are already in the mind of God. Come on here. I want you to know before you got here, you were already in the mind of God. God foreknew us. He foreknew his church. He foreknew his people. He foreknew you. Come on here. And this is something here. Let, let, let me say, state this simply for you. That every born again believer, God has known you beforehand. Come on here. And he has chosen you to be an example of for Jesus in the earth. 
Come on. God is for you. God knew you beforehand. Before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. Come on. God's eye was already on you and God chose you. God has chosen every believer so that we can represent Christ in the earth. Look, look, look at what he said here in Romans 8 and 29. He foreknew us and then he predestinated us that we could be conformed to the image of Christ. Come on here. That, 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 that God has chosen us to be his people to represent his son Jesus in the earth. Come on here. So, so that means that God is for us. God is for me because he foreknew me and then he chose me in himself before the foundation of the world. God foreknew me. He knew me beforehand and then he chose me in himself. Come on, I need you to get this. He chose me in himself before the foundation of the world. I'm chosen in him. But, 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 but not, 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 only, not only that, he, he says here uh, in Romans 8 and 29, uh, uh, he, he says here that, that, that he predestined us, that, that, that we might be uh, uh, conformed to the image of Christ, that, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And then, then he says this in Romans 8 and 30, whom, that, that who he predestined, who he predestinated, them he also called. I know God is for me because he called me. Somebody said, uh, what do you mean? How in the world are you saved? You are saved because you heard the call of God. Oh, come on here. This was not just some weak call. This was a call that arrested you, a call that said, I know it's for me. God called you. Isn't it something he foreknew you and then God gave you an invitation to come to him and blessed are those that have heard the call of God and received it. Oh, I'm so glad that when God called, he gave me a heart, an ear, an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Lord have mercy. I need somebody that, that, that can grab this here that, that God has called me. He chose me in himself and then he called me. I, I love that here because see when, when you look at it you understand that God has called us. Come on here. You wouldn't even have known you were chosen had not God called you. Come on here. Th this is what I praise him. Come on here. What called your ass? Come on, it was the call when the spirit convicted your heart and said, come to Jesus. Oh, come on here. I don't know where you heard the call. Some of you were in a church. Some of you were in a room. Some of you were riding down the road. Some of you were sitting in places you had no business. But I'm so glad that the call of God is not restricted. I don't care where you're at. The voice of God can get to you. Come on here. Do, do I have anybody listening to me? Because all of y'all wasn't saved in the church. All of y'all wasn't saved on the broadcast. Come on here. Some of you were saved in a rough place. Come on here. Some of you were in a mud hole. Some of you were in a mess. Come on here. But God sent his call your way. That's why I want you to praise him tonight. And I want to praise him tonight. Come on here. Because God has called you. Thank God.
God that I heard the call. Thank God he gave me the heart to receive the call. Come on here, but, but this isn't here. Come on here, that, that you could have never been saved had you not answered the call. Come on here, and that's why you ought to praise him because God has called you. It's what we call the effectual call. It's that call, amen, praise God, that even though we're given the invitation and everybody's hearing it, it's like ain't nobody in the church but you. Like ain't nobody hearing but you. Ain't like ain't nobody there but you. Amen. God will hone in on you through the power of his Holy Spirit and it'll be ain't like, it'll be like ain't nobody there but you. Come on here. That's the kind of call I'm talking about. When God puts you under rest and says it's you I want. You've been running long enough. It's time to surrender. Come on here. And isn't it beautiful that God can come in wherever you've been and give you his call and bring you in and clean you up and save you. Come on here by his power. But but not only that, come on here, not only do I know God is for me because he called me, but, but the next thing is, he says here in Romans 8 and 30 that, that not only did he call me, but he also justified me. To justify means to declare something righteous. It doesn't mean they did right. It doesn't mean they got everything right. It just means that God declared them right. Come on here and see, this is one of the beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 truths of our salvation. That, that we are not saved because we have done right. But we are saved because we are trusting in him who did everything right. Come on here. What is justification? It is when Jesus takes his righteousness and places it on your account. Come on here. What are you telling us, preacher? Come on here. See, some of y'all thought you were saved because you did everything right. Wrong. I'm here to tell you the only thing that saved you come on here is that you put your faith come on here in Jesus and because Jesus is the righteous one he takes his righteousness and places it on your account that the old saint said it this way there to my heart was the blood applied glory to his name I need somebody to give that not the good that I have done my righteousness is but filthy rags come on here but it is the righteousness of Christ that has been applied to my heart that's why the old hymnologist said dressed in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne notice it's not your righteousness that suits you up come on here to be right with God it is the righteousness of Christ that covers you that makes you acceptable to God come on here and that Christ would take me in a ruined state come on here in what some would have called the ruined state and give me his righteousness baby God is for me that's why I praise him here I am now the righteousness of God come on here it means that God took your record and 
covenant in Christ's righteousness. I need somebody to give him praise right there. My dirty record has been covered in Christ's righteousness. I am justified. Somebody give him praise right there. He could have left you in your sin. He could have left you in your mess. Could have left you in your shame. Could have left you in your past. Come on here. But he saved you. He justified you. Come on here. And that's why tonight you ought to know God is for me. God is for me and I'm wearing his righteousness to prove it. Somebody praise him right there. Somebody give him glory right there. Ah, but the next one is this. Not only did God predestine you or foreknow you and predestine you, not only did God uh, call you, come on here, but God also justified you and then the God that justified you also glorified you. What, what do you mean by glorify or glorification? Glorification is the final stage of your sanctification. It is the final stage of your salvation. You know what? Let me break it down to you like this. Glorification means that the day God saved you, he also seated you in heaven. Come on here. You don't have to go to heaven and fight over no seed. Come on here. The same God that saved you has already seated you. John 5 and 24 makes the declaration that those that believe on the Father have already passed from death unto life and they are no longer under condemnation. See, this is what I praise him for. I might not have a seat in your club, but as long as I know I got a seat in the kingdom, it's all right. Somebody praise him right there. Robe has already been fitted. Reward has already been prepared. My seat has already been reserved. Somebody give him praise right there. Ah, somebody thinking that you're already, come on here, I counted on the roll of heaven. Somebody ought to praise him right there. Come on here, God is for me. God is for me. I know I've been changed. Angels in the heaven done sign my name. Somebody put a praise on it right there. And this is it. This is it. This is it. So he says to me that that I am, I am, uh, I am, I am glorified. So, so that, 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 that's beautiful to me that I, I am foreknown, I am predestined, I am called, I am justified, and then I am glorified. That's the final state of your salvation. That's, that's God's payday. And he says, your payday is good. You don't even have to worry about that. God saved you, and you don't have to worry about anybody taking that away from you. Come on, Jesus said, whom, uh, those whom the Father have given me, I shall lose nothing but raise them up at the last day. Uh, then, then this is it here. Uh, God is for me, and the reason I know that God is for me is that he's given me a promise in Romans 8 and 28. So I've given you a list of things tonight. I, I've talked to you about God being for you. I, I, I talked to you about uh, 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 how God has, has given you, uh, 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 freed you from condemnation and how he has uh, given you his spirit. 
I talked to you about all of these things. And then I talked to you about how God has uh, predestined you or foreknown you and then predestined you and then called you and then justified you and then uh, uh, glorified you. And then I'm saying to you, uh, God has also given you a promise. What's the promise? Eight Romans 8 and 28, for we know. Look at this. For we, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. That I got a promise. Look at this. Romans 8 and 28 is a promise to the saints. Can I, can I tell you something about Romans 8 and 28? Just break this off into a separate Romans. Let's break this off and just to a, a separate thing. Uh, let, let's say God gave me a promise and in the last thing that I just told you. But now let's look at Romans 8 and 28. Let's look at the promise that proves that God is for me. This is, this is the heading. The promise that proves that God is for me. This is at Romans 8 and 28. The promise that proves that God is for me. Look at this here. For we know that all things work together for good. Number one, we got a, a, a family promise. It's a family promise. For we know. Who we talking about? We who? Come on. The text talks about them who love God. Them who are the call according to his purpose. The, the, the world doesn't know this, but we know. Lord, have mercy. This is good to my spirit. I said the world doesn't know it, but we know. We the people of God know. We who are blood washed believers know. Oh, come on here. See, 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 see. When you know God, you know that, 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 that things are well. For we know, come on here, this is why we don't crumble under every challenge because of what we know. Oh, come on here. This is why we don't faint in the fire because of what we know. This is why I don't succumb to every storm because of what I know. Oh, come on here. We know something. The people of God have an inner knowing that everything is going to be all right. Lord, have mercy. Come on, have you ever just been, I'm telling you, trouble and things just going on in your life and then, 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 then in the midst of all of the calamity and stuff going on around you that God then sends you an inner calm and inner calm registers in your spirit and somehow you know everything's going to be all right. Oh yeah, storms may rage but we know. Devils may fight but we know. Challenges may come but we know. Troubles may arise but we know. Come on here. They wonder how we're still standing but it's because of what we know. Oh come on here. They wonder how you hadn't lost your mind by now but it's because of what you know. Come on here. Why haven't you totally gone under? Because of what I know. Oh, come on here. With all of the pain you faced, why haven't you just caved in? Come on here. With all of the pressure you've been under, why then hadn't you just tapped out? Come on. It's because of what I know. Oh, come on here. That's why I hadn't let it all go. It's because of what I know. God has placed a knowing down in my belly that bad times are not the end of the story. Oh, come on here. He gives me a knowing that the storm will not have the final say. What do I know? I know uh, that God is going to take care of me. I know that God is for me. Come on here. What I know holds me together. What I know calms me. What I know uh, keeps me stable when the enemy tries to get me off course. 
Come on here. See, see, what you know will keep you stable in every storm. What, what you know will keep you praising God under pressure. Come on here. And Paul said, there is a knowing that is restricted to the saints. It is a faith that is given to the people of God. Come on here. That, that, that there are so many things about life that I don't understand, but I know. I know, I know, I know this. I know God will take care of me. I know pain won't have the final say. It must surrender to power. Hurt will not be the final chapter. Come on here. God is going to allow me to help somebody. Come on. What I know is not negotiable. Navigating through the difficult season. Come on here. Because of what I know. See, see, what you know is going to lead you to something noteworthy. Come on here. Come on. I'm going to hold on to God. Come on here. Until he performs what I know he's going to do. This is it here. See, secondly, about the promise, the promise grants you full coverage. It's comprehensive. For we know that all things, come on, I just had a, a, a few uh, dealings with a home warranty situation when uh, my air condition went out over these last few weeks and uh, dealing with all of that and, and, and I found out uh, that, that, that after reading the contract, everything that I thought was covered wasn't. Come on. And it's bad for something to break down. And then you find out something you thought was covered wasn't. But I thank God for this plan right here. It's comprehensive. You don't have to worry about God says, look here, when you, when you come to me, I cover everything. Oh, come on here. There's nothing going on with you that I don't cover. Come on here. God's got a plan for everything that you, everything that you face, every pain that you have. God's already got a plan in place to take care of it. Oh, come on here. There's nothing you got going on that God can't handle. And I need you to get the, the plan is comprehensive. That is that all things, it covers everything. Come on here. Come on here. The, 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 this is something that you've got to get. It's like God does not cut corners when it comes to his children. God says, I want you to know I favored you so much, I've given you full coverage. Oh, somebody better praise him here because I'm telling you what. There's some things I'm telling you that people said, I ain't going to help you with that. You made a mess and that's your mistake. And I'm going to just let you handle that. Isn't it amazing that God gives full coverage? God helps you with messes that you made. Oh, come on here. Uh, stuff that nobody would cover. God says, I'm giving you full coverage. Heartbreaks and pains and losses, relational issues, disappointment, financial matters. You name it. God said, I got you covered. And here it is. For we know that all things work together for good. Not some things, not few things, not most things, not little things, not just big things. God says, all things. Come on here. Synergize for good. Come on here. I'm bringing them all together for your good. The good times, the bad times, the hard times, the hurts, the low season, the sleepless nights, the heartbreak. God says, I've given you full coverage. And then thirdly, this is what I'm telling you about the promise. That, that God says, I'm going to cause things to come together. All things to come together for your good. Come on. It didn't say that everything is good. Because in fact, some things are not good. Some things that you have faced are not good. 
Some things you have faced were not just. Some things you have faced were not right. Some things should not have happened. Some things you should not have gone down the way that they did. Come on here and I'm telling you because I know, amen, praise God, what injustice looks like. I've seen it many times over and even that close to my life, I've seen it unjustly treated. Come on here, but, but, but uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it doesn't say that everything is good or that everything was right, but what it does say, amen, praise God, is that God is going to bring everything you've been through together for something good through everything. Come on here. I'm going to bring it together for good. Though everything has not been good, God's going to form something good out of it. All of those hurts, all of those heartbreaks, all of those pains, all of those losses, all of those challenges, all of those opposition, God promises that he's going to make something good out of it and like those scratch cakes most of the ingredients in them cakes you they're not good stand alone you don't get a spoonful of flour and eat it a spoonful of baking powder and eat it not many of us eat raw eggs and so forth that it would take to make a cake come on here I don't know many people who come home and pour themselves a bowl of flour or a bowl of baking powder and snack on it come on here or drink bottles of vanilla extract most people don't do that because these ingredients are not meant to be good standing alone oh but guess what somebody knows who knows what they're doing can mix them together in the right proportions and bake them and bring forth something good come on here see those that hold the recipe can produce something rewarding and can I tell you that God has the winning recipe to produce something rewarding out of all of your life experiences you can rejoice that God has the winning recipe lift your hands right there and give him a shout of praise come on here see I love this here God says I want you to know that you can count on me I hold the winning recipe I know it's been rough come on but God still holds the winning recipe come on I know the enemy has tried to restrict your life but God holds the winning recipe and baby I'm telling you what God gonna bake you something mighty fine God gonna put you together something mighty sweet God gonna fix you up something mighty pretty lift your hands and give him praise give him honor give him glory come on here God is for us this is the promise for the family of God come on here and give him praise right here come on here this is what I'm telling you the last thing that I want to say about Romans 8 and 28 it is for the family of God this promise Romans 8 and 28 is for the family of God everybody this is it right here this is the fourth one everybody that loves God come on here can trust God to work it out for your good you can't be a God lover and he not work things out for your good all of the God lovers ought to give God a shout of praise all of the God lovers ought to glorify the Lord cause if you are a God lover 
he has promised he's going to cause all things to work together for your good somebody give him praise right there if you love God I want you to know you're not going to end in the low moment if you love God he's going to do something Lord lift your hand open your mouth and put a praise on it right there all things are working together for your good that is proof that is the promise that God is for us lift your hand open your mouth and put a praise on it right there tonight I'm done I don't know when you're going to hear this but child of God do not forget God is for you come on here when you happen to come upon this message don't forget that God is for you that's enough to keep on fighting that's enough to keep on standing that's enough to keep on trusting that's enough to keep on smiling God is for you he's for me people of God God is for us God bless you heaven smile upon you tonight come on right where you are in your kitchen in your living room in your bedroom if you can wave in the break room wherever you are lift your hands right there and say God is for me God bless you thank you for tuning in may heaven smile upon you do not forget no matter what comes or goes there's some things you can't let go this I know it's a lot I don't know but this I do know God is for me God bless you we love you